I'm so thankful for our partnership with the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. Our offices and our studios are here. And because of our partnership, I get to offer you 10% off of any of their sport and life programs. That goes for athletes. That goes for adults. 10%. All you have to do is go to the spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter code unscripted10 in the comments. That's all you got to do. The spotathletics.com backslash get started and enter unscripted10 in the comments. And they'll get you started today. Now, here's JL with a little bit of his story. I wasn't a great athlete growing up. There was a lot of kids with more natural talent than I had. After my freshman year of football, when uh, I wasn't quite the star I always wanted to be, uh, that's when I decided to start lifting weights. Joined the local gym, and uh, you know, I, I honestly, I had no clue what I was doing. Just kind of did what I saw in the magazines. You know, I, I worked real hard, but uh, after a few months of really not getting any stronger, uh, I, I was really lucky because the gym manager, he uh, took me under his wing and he showed me how to really train. After a few weeks, I kind of noticed I started getting a lot stronger. After a few years, I was playing college football, and now many years later, I'm a world champion in powerlifting. Honestly, I owe everything I've done athletically to that gym manager. And I started the Spot Athletics because I wanted to make that kind of impact on people's lives. Hi, I'm J.L. Holdsworth, founder and head strength coach at the Spot Athletics. When I think about you Unscripted Podcast. We're Tori and Shana, and you're listening to our song called When I Think About You. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. But for now, let's listen in to your host and our friend, Aaron Conrad. Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios at the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm really excited about today. This is going to be very, very interesting. Cindy, do you mind introducing yourself? And we will go from there. Hi, yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Cindy Bunch. I'm from Keller, Texas. I run a nonprofit called Phillips Wish. Um, and we basically take care of people in Dallas and Fort Worth and surrounding cities in our metroplex. So I have to tell you a quick story. I went to see The Chosen just a few weeks ago, and we saw a trailer for a film called 5,000 Blankets. And right away, my wife just got back, I think it was September. She went to the LA Dream Center. Oh, beautiful place. Beautiful place. Spent a week, and she's forever changed. We do have a few Dream Centers here in Columbus, Ohio as well. And just last night, she was downtown with the group from the Dream Center giving out food interacting with, with people. So this is very near and dear to our heart. And so I'm very excited to talk to you today about 5,000 Blankets and just your story. So because we're unscripted, do you mind just walking us through the story and how all this happened? Well, it started in 2004. My um, husband was, um, well, he was paranoid schizophrenic. And, you know, you have to take medications for that daily. Sure, sure. Uh, well, he stopped taking his medications and things got really, really bad. And he was actually, he had a job 
who is a construction engineer in Fort Worth, downtown Fort Worth. I mean, two blocks away from the homeless district. And he started disappearing for like days. Wow. And Philip and I, yeah, he got off his medications and Philip and I would go looking for him. And Philip was a five and a half at the time, uh, just a young, 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 young little boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had never seen the homeless district, nor had I. I never took time to actually go down there and do anything. And um, he was introduced to a world that most children don't see. Right. And um, his heart just one night um, after we'd been searching, um, it was December. Or I can remember it was December. And I was putting him, tucking him into bed. And he looked at me and he said, Mommy, are you warm? And I said, yeah, baby, I'm warm. He says, you think daddy's warm? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And I just really didn't know how to answer that. And I just said, well, I, I hope so. And he goes, well, mommy, what about all those other people that are out there? All those other people that are on the street that, that are in the tents and just laying there. Mommy, they're sick. We've got to do something to help them. So I want to collect blankets lots and lots of blankets so we can warm them all up it's like okay and I just kind of you know put it on the back burner well the next morning he got up and he brought me his piggy bank and in his piggy bank no kidding there was seven dollars and 20 cents he says (laughs) mommy we need to we need to go buy five thousand blankets wow I'm thinking seven dollars and 20 cents okay and I just kind of you know, okay, okay, we'll do this. I'll, I'll go buy blankets. And I just kind of shrugged it off, but this kid didn't stop. Mm. Mom, where are the blankets? And it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to do something. Yeah. So I wrote, uh, actually, I typed up a letter telling our story, the whole story, the whole tragic everything. And I went down to downtown Fort Worth. It was in the evening. And I stood on the street and everybody that walked by, I'm talking everybody that walked by, I said, take this, take this, take this. I didn't even tell them what it was. I was very shy. It was just like, take this, take this, take this, take this, take this. And it got in the hands of a reporter and a reporter asked us to come and uh, be on um, a segment uh, in, in Fort Worth. I won't mention the station, but um. Philip and I went and they interviewed Philip and it just blew up from there. I wow. mean, it just went crazy. We had sponsors, you know, jumping. Well, I was going, I was working two jobs at the time because we lost our house and we, we lost our car. We lost everything. Mm. We were living with my mom. We were living with my mother and I was working two jobs and I was doing real estate online. And I, I thought, wow, I really don't want to do real estate, but if I can sell one house, just one house, that that's enough money to get us back on our feet, right? Mm-hmm. And so I met with a broker named Mike Bowman, Century 21 Mike Bowman Incorporated. Um, he's out of a grapevine. And uh, they interviewed you. And he's like, uh, you know, he was interviewing me. And I said, you know, just out of the blue, I said, you know, Mike, I really don't want to be a realtor. Mm. I really, it's, it's not in my heart. He says, what is it that you want to do? I said, I want to 
live my purpose. I want to fulfill Philip's dream. Mm. And now it's Philip's wish. And he's like, you know what? I want to help you. I want to help you with this. And so he started calling all these different mortgage companies, home builders, and it just went crazy. So we got our 5,000 blankets by college. Wow. Thank you, Mike Bowman. Right. And he's still on board to this day. He is our biggest sponsor. Um, he's given me the opportunity to stay at home, work from home. Uh, we have a food pantry now in our garage. And wow. the food pantry is basically just for the community, our community here. Because people right now, it's hard for them to pay their bills and get groceries. So are, are they going to pay their electric bill or get food? So we keep it, we keep that uh, food pantry full and it takes a lot of begging because I don't have a lot of money. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a single person. Mm-hmm. And um, so I beg a lot online mm-hmm. through the community and, and they build it food bank. So we got yeah. a food bank going. Then we, uh, we do homeless outreach on every, every weekend and during the week as well. It's constant and it never stops. My hands are here and they're everywhere. And, you know, and Philip's a, a huge part of it as well. You know, he helps and, you know, he's he's more of the media person. He's better <laughs> at it than I am. How long has it been from the beginning of this, the story you just told, from the beginning of the story till where we are today? How long has that window been? That this has all taken 20 years. This is So how old is Philip? 20 years. Philip will be 26 on Christmas Eve. 26. Okay. Cause the movie depicts him as a small child. And that was probably when this whole story started. When, how old was yeah, he when this started? He was five and a half, uh, fixing to go into first grade. Okay. And wow. like I said, he was on that one segment and a screenwriter saw it, saw that segment and he called me and I just kind of eh, blew it off. You know, he's like, I want to write this story. And then he called me back. And he says, I want to meet for coffee. And I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't really think much of it, to be right. honest with you. I really didn't. I met with him and he interviewed me um, for months, months. I mean, wow. every detail. So, and we became very, very, very good friends. Yeah. And he um, wrote the screenplay and sent it to Sony and Here you are. history. <laughs> That's right. Here we are today. So it took 20 years for this project, for for the movie, the film project itself. Is that about right in terms of how long it took? Oh, it took um, it took um, 12 years. 12 because years. When, yeah, 12 years. And then it, uh, Doug Schaefer is the producer. Wonderful, wonderful man. Oh, my gosh. He's stuck with this and plugged this. I'm, I'm telling you, this guy did not give up on this story. Wow. He did not. And it finally got in the hands of um, Sony. And here you are. I think what I find fascinating in, in the story you just told me is that you all were going through, it's not like you were in a position of wealth when yeah, this ministry we happened. You know what I we mean? Were, we were extremely poor. I was working at... <laughs> I was working at the grocery store. I'm not going to mention the name of the grocery store, but I was working there. I got a job there and I was working there. And then I was cleaning houses 
literally cleaning bathtubs. I'm not kidding. Cleaning houses and doing real estate online and uh, just trying to get us out of the hole that we were in. Eventually it took, it took, it took a while. We finally got our, you know, we got a little trailer, Philip and I did. And um, we lived in the trailer and then, um, yeah, yeah, we lived in it. it, But to me, it was, it was home. It it didn't feel like, it was weird. It was kind of weird. It was like all those possessions that I had before, all of the place didn't matter anymore. None Mm. of that mattered anymore. It was Mm. the simple things that started to matter. You know, does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. I have witnessed that in my wife, going to LA and being with the Dream Center and visiting the homeless and going to Skid Row. Yeah. And, you know, when she came home, I, I sensed that in her as well. It's almost like we we don't need anything anymore. You know, I, I, I'm just fascinated Why? that, that uh, you know, throughout scripture, we saw that where those that had little gave much and those that much. had much gave so little. Hey everyone, my name is Cami Prannell and I'm the Executive Director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. Um, and I think exactly. Christ was really clear about that um, in throughout scripture. Extremely, Extremely clear. Extremely. And you're seeing the blessing, blessing, I almost want to say in air quotes, because we're being blessed, maybe not financially, but you're being blessed by someone like Century 21 to say, I can take care of you. Yeah. Yes, and it, it was a rough period because uh, I, I I came down with an illness, not a great. It was it was not a good. Uh, I got cancer, mm. um, thyroid cancer, so they removed my thyroid, and I didn't have insurance at the time. And wow. guess who stepped up again? Wow. Guess who? Guess who stepped up again? My same person. Bowman. Wow. Yep. Yep. And um, it's been a challenge because, you know, having this condition, it's, but you know what? God keeps me going. Mm. It's crazy. It's like when I'm having a flare up or something, it's like, and I have to do an interview or I have to go out or not have to, I want to, I feel the need to go out and, you know, be amongst my friends. I call them my friends because they're family to me. They're just, they're human, just like anybody else. And right. God gives me the energy and to do it. And it's just such a beautiful thing. When I come home, I'm just full of like, oh my gosh, I just want to bring these people home with me for real. I actually have a guy that that landed on my um, doorstep nine years ago and he was deaf and his mother died from breast cancer. And she really didn't teach it much of anything. And it was like, oh my gosh, what am I? I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy. He had no family. So I took him in and he's, he lives in one of my rooms, my back rooms. Um, I can, 
I can bring him out here. He can say hi. (laughs) (laughs) I taught him how to sign. Um, Got him a job working overnight at uh, the grocery store that I was working at. And um, he he bought his first car. He paid it off last week, actually. Wow. Yeah. And he's been here ever since. Yeah. So it's like, and that's not the first person I brought in and took care of or I'm not going to say I did it because I definitely didn't do it. God did all of it. You know, God works through us. Absolutely. Absolutely. He works wife, through us. My wife works with the deaf culture. Small world. <laughs> she works. Very so small. when she was in LA, one of the people that they came across in Skid Row during her time there was deaf and she was able to communicate with them no one else on the team would have been able to. So really cool story how that all happened. But how do you feel about the movie? How close is it in the depiction to your real life? Do you feel like they did a good job of telling your story? They did a beautiful job. This movie is beautiful. It is just, there's happy moments. Um, There's some really, um, I mean, it's it's my life it's my life story and i'm looking at it i remember the first time i watched it i actually could not get through it Mm. Mm. it brought back so many memories and then it's like you can do this you can watch it you can watch it even when i was on set and anna was doing she was doing a scene i had to walk away because it was so real so real oh my god yes it was so real uh, but my favorite scene, I have to say in the movie, is the scene where I meet Delia. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Cindy Hogan plays Delia, and she plays a, she plays my homeless friend, my homeless mentor. I call <laughs> her. Mm-hmm. She basically, I had a mentor. His name was Charles Joyner, and he was homeless in Fort Worth, and he was legless, and he was the sweetest most God-loving person. Oh my, he taught me so much about homelessness and we would sit for hours and, and just talk the two of us. And um, so Julia's my Charlie. Charlie passed away in 2015. Mm. Yeah. Sweetest man, but everybody knew Charlie. Mm. Everybody loved Charlie. I mean, everybody, I'm talking to everybody. There were so many people at his memorial. I think it was over a thousand that showed up for his memorial service. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, so my, uh, what I take away from this is that, you know, when I do these interviews, I, I, I have to spend time with God before I do them because it's kind of like, I want God to speak through me. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I fumble a lot. I'm not real confident about, you know, I don't like TV. I don't like being in the spotlight. I don't like any of that. Um, I'd rather be behind the scenes, but um, I think God is trying to use me as a tool to help other people connect with other people, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. Absolutely. And I'm the same way. I'm an introvert extrovert. I don't like to be in the public eye at all. I had, we had someone talk to us about making our podcast famous. And I said, I don't want to be famous. I started this platform to tell stories like yours, or actually just give people a platform to tell their story. It makes total sense what you're saying. It has to be so surreal to watch your life played out on film. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine. It still hasn't hit me. 
to be honest, no, it still has not, it still seems so surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I've got all these people calling me, all my friends from the past calling, and oh my gosh, Cindy, I can't believe this. You've been, you worked so hard your whole life and look at what, what, what's happened. And it's like, but I didn't do this. I keep telling them it wasn't me that did this. It was my son's heart that worked through me. Jesus worked through me. It it wasn't, none of this was me. I know that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't. I I love your humble spirit. I mean, I think, again, I think scripture is very clear about being humble, especially in the midst of everything that you're going through right now. Those tough times is what has shaped you, but you have continued to stay who you are. And I think that's so rich beyond being rich. I, I think just being humble and being a wonderful person. You're an amazing person to speak to. I can tell you that. Uh, and I can't wait to see the movie. No, I mean it. I, I really do. It's, you know, I, I that to me, I'd rather talk to you about a story like this than talk to a Kardashian or somebody that has no concept of, of being, you know, humble and, and tough beginnings and all those kind of things in the story that you've told me. I really mean that. I genuinely would rather speak to people like yourself who really have a good grasp on what's important. It's incredible. It really is. I can't wait to see the film. Oh, the film. There's some, they couldn't, they couldn't have made a better film. It hits everybody across the board. It's not just, it's not just going to hit the face, face community. It's going to hit everyone because it, people, people, families actually, go through this all the time but they just don't talk about it it's stereotyped we could talk for hours i have a feeling and i would actually love to have you meet my wife someday and i just know god's gonna make Uh that happen but in the meantime all the details because we got to wrap you are on that that run today of interviews so we got to wrap the details it's in theaters december 12th and 13th is that correct yes you can go to fathomevents.com or fathom.com and um you can actually put in your zip code anywhere in the United States and find a theater close to you. Or you can go to our website at phillipswish.com and it'll pull it up and you can actually watch the trailer and you can buy tickets also through our website. Your website. Buy tickets. Yeah, my web designer built all that. I was like, she's amazing. I met mm-hmm. her on the streets of Fort Worth. Honest to God, that? I gave her one of those letters and she told me, yeah, her name that? is Jenny Mac. I call uh, I call her my Jenny Mac. But yes, definitely, everybody has got to see this movie. It's that beautiful. It, it's that beautiful, and it's so real. There's no bluff. It I mean it just tells the story, and it's a beautiful story. And people need to make sure they bring their tissues. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, you are a beautiful soul. I can't wait to see the movie. Aww, thank you so much for your time you. today. And best of luck on the rest of the interviews that you're going to do today. Thanks so much for being on Unscripted. Bless you. And you tell your sweet wife I said hello. I will. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You, 
on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next time, time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. Well, you love when I think about